welcome back. It's the Wicked Ones. This is Tara. And this is Jen. What's going on? I haven't asked you that in a little while. I know. It's crazy. We're back at it. I this know. is fun. Uh, not a whole lot. Back to school. We're talking about back to school, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Steve started a sh- new show last night based on a friend's recommendation, Outer Banks. Outer Banks. Uh, nope. I haven't watched that one. It's... It's a train wreck. <laughs> I came home and I asked him why he was watching this. And then I watched it for two hours when I should have went to bed. Because you just, it's bad. It's one of those shows where it's so bad it's good. I don't know. Don't say it's bad. A lot of people love it. It's based on a friend's recommendation. He loved it. He binged the whole thing. The guy, oh, Frank. oh. But it's almost like the OC. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I loved the OC. Um like swamp or water it's on water i don't know what body of water they're on because i wasn't paying that much of attention but it's all kids it's all teens that are in the show okay there's no real adults i don't know is it like in like take place in mississippi versus like california or what outer banks probably yeah yeah, i don't know i didn't i didn't watch that close Hmm. but there was a lot of scenes where i looked up because i was reading and, Mm -hmm. and i wanted to give them advice does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Why are you doing that? Oh, I might have One to check it out. So I, I don't know. Hopefully Steve watches it tonight so I can watch it and pretend like I'm not watching it. Yeah. Frank also recommended clickbait. We might have to check yeah, that. Yeah, we'll have to watch that oh, one too. It looks like something that would be right up our alley for snack day. Yeah. Awesome. But other than that, we're just, you know, work, school, sports. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah. Tons of sports. School for sure. Um Oh, I did finish that book you recommended, and I'm super excited for the the Netflix movie. Oh, the pieces, pieces of Her. Yeah, so good. Karen Slaughter. It was awesome. My aunt read it too, I guess. So nice. we, we still need to chat about it. But yeah, I told her about it. So we both read it. It was we both loved it. So if anybody out there is looking for a, a good book to read, I recommend that one. And I also finished Little Fires Everywhere, and that was really good. That was a good one. Totally different than what I usually listen to or read, but I really liked it. I finished Nine Perfect Strangers. I did not love it. Mm-hmm. I had to force myself to finish it because I, I really want to watch. I will I sh- probably shouldn't if I didn't enjoy the book. But <laughs> the Hulu special. But maybe if anyone out there has seen the seen the show and liked it better than the book or has some insight, shoot me a note because I need to know. I didn't. Especially love the book. But a lot mm-hmm. of people had to if they made it into a show, right? You would think. I mean, I Big Little Lies was really good. We loved that. Uh, I, I really enjoyed a lot of the books that I read by Leanne Moriarty, right? Mm-hmm. That's who, yeah. And I I couldn't get into that one either, but maybe I'll try. We'll see. We'll see. But, so, all right. yeah. So that's what we've been up to. And then now we're back to Rush Week. I think you did an actual Rush Week story versus right. my... Not so. Not so rush week. Yeah. That's okay. Yes, I did. I dove right into Greek life only to be completely horrified. Now, what do you know about Greek life? You weren't in a sorority, right? I was not. And we, I don't think they were that big at Southern. Maybe they were and I just didn't know. I was with my volleyball girls all the time. So we were kind of our own. Are athletes in sororities? No. No. Not usually. No, none of none of ours. None of the ones that I knew. I wouldn't were. think you would have the time. We lived right next to a f- couple of fraternities, and those guys were really, really nice. I knew a couple actually from my hometown, and they were always involved in the community. They seemed like I don't know. They I didn't hear any bad stories. That's from, good. From yeah, 
That's good. Well, the good stories probably don't always make that happen. So I don't know anything about Greek life. I don't know much about Greek life except for what I've seen on TV, which looks like a great time, but probably not very safe. It's like a lot of poor decisions, Mm -hmm. right? Well, usually when I see it on TV, they're always having these parties where you can't actually wear clothes. You wear like bubble wrap or tin or whatever, right? And you're like, oh, everyone's on the front yard. Yeah, yeah. The flag is like hanging from the out, like teeping stuff. Mm -hmm. It's always like a shit show. And yeah, Yeah, that's my. Yeah, right. exactly. Well, today I'm going to tell you about the hazing death of 19-year-old Penn State student Timothy Piazza. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, jumping right into that deep, dark rabbit hole. I'm sorry. Timothy was a sophomore engineering student when he decided to pledge to the Beta Theta Pi fraternity. And during my research about this case, I learned a lot about fraternities and sororities and it's very disturbing it's almost cult-like in some ways the i didn't like it but i also discovered that the beta theta pi fraternity itself has a lengthy history of hazing and poor judgment so this isn't this isn't the first time no because obviously they have chapters right all over yeah but i'll go into that a little bit later so by chapters, do they kind of all go by like the same playbook and they all kind of try to do the similar things? Is that kind of what that means? From what I understand, like they kind of have the same set of like laws. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. As you all know, I love a good timeline. Oh, yeah. I'm a timeline junkie. I appreciate the timeline. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a rundown of the events from February 2nd to February 4th, according to the court documents and the articles that I found in the Associated Press and the... Daily Collegian. There's a few variations in the actual timestamp, but the overall events are the same wherever I look. Okay. So on October 2nd, 2017, at approximately 9 p.m., Timothy Piazza and 12 other BTP pledges file into the Great Hall. It's completely dark. Okay. Okay. They're all there for their acceptance ceremony. The pledges are then brought into the basement to participate in what's called the gauntlet. And this is a drinking-based obstacle created by the BTP. Okay. So this is, like, what they did every time they brought new pledges in. Okay. Correct. Like, this is part of, like, the, mm-hmm. the acceptance ceremony. The course consists, of course, drinking stations of vodka, beer, and wine. Ugh. I know. Just... I mean, I'm careful not to mix that stuff now. That's just... It's you just... don't know anything. When you're coming in as a freshman... I mean, half these kids have never drank before. Well, and he was a sophomore. He wasn't a big drinker, but it just sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You it's, know it's cheap, cheap alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> no. Well, and it's not casual drinking, that's mm-hmm. for sure. So at 9.16 p.m., the first pledge begins the gauntlet. At 9.21 p.m., Timothy enters the gauntlet. He's handed a handle of vodka, which he drinks heavily, Eight a handle of vodka? A handle of vodka. You know, like the Yeah, no, no, I know exactly what you're yeah, talking handle. about. But each kid got a handle of vodka? No, he's handed. Like, they go through okay, the gauntlet. Okay. So he's handed, like, a handle. Like, this, he then this, then that's okay. Yeah, like, you go one by one. Okay. So then he drinks. Eight seconds later, he shotguns a beer. Okay. Um, They play beer pong. It's estimated that the alcohol, alcohol consumption is about four to five drinks in two minutes. Oh, my God. Oh. 
you can see where this is going. Yeah. It's really just, I don't know how anyone would survive this. I'm going to be entirely honest. Mm-hmm. At 10.31, all the pledges are back upstairs and visibly intoxicated. You oh, can tell I'm that sure. they are. That has to be just like blackout. I can't even imagine. Just go from like zero to five drinks. I can't even. No. I don't know. So at 10.41, a BTP brother helps Timothy, who's staggering around and kind of hunched over to the couch in the Great Hall. Now, I'm not going to talk about, there is a thousand brothers involved in this. Not really, not a thousand, you know. But there's brothers. Yeah, they yeah. mention them by name in the timeline. It's only going to cause confusion. I mentioned a couple by name just for specific reasons, but okay. I'm just going to call them brothers or members, whatever That's they fine. are. Yeah, okay. okay. So at 10.41, he's helped over to the couch. Then another, shortly after that, another brother helps Timothy stand up, walks him kind of through the house, through the dining room and the kitchen, and brings him back to the couch. And everybody who is watching this can see that Timothy is very intoxicated. He's stumbling. He's hunched over. He can't stand up. At 10.45, Timothy stands up alone, and he staggers towards the front door, which he's unable to get open. He then heads towards the basement, passing several brothers on his way, and he falls down the basement steps headfirst. Oh, my God. I know. At 10.47, Timothy is carried back up the steps by four brothers. He's limp. He has a bruise on his abdomen. They place him on the couch, and one brother attempts to do a sternal rub, but Timothy remains unresponsive. Do you know what a sternal rub is? I don't. It is, okay, if you have any life in you, you are going to wake up from a sternal rub. Is it the cotton ball thing? No, they actually take your knuckles and they rub them on your sternum, like, as hard as you (gasps) possibly can. So it's to assess, like, the neurological status of someone. So if someone's not responding in any Mm -hmm. other way, if you take your knuckles and you rub them on the sternum, like, you are going to get some sort of neurological response if it's there. Okay. He did not respond. At 10.49, the same brother dumps liquid on Timothy's face, and Timothy remains unresponsive. One of the brothers who carried him from the basement lifts Timothy's arm, which immediately falls limp back to Timothy's chest. Liquid is again poured on his face. One brother removes his shoes and tries to turn him on his side, so which Timothy almost falls off the couch. So they're kind of like trying to Mm -hmm. put him in a comfortable position, I assume. But he's not responding. No. They should have called 911 right away. At 10.56, a brother attaches a backpack to to Timothy so he won't roll onto his back and choke on his own vomit. Have you heard of this? No. So this is a real method used by college students called backpacking. Oh, my God. Terrifying. Because your friend is so wasted. You have to put a backpack. You put a backpack on on them them so they don't roll onto their back and choke on their vomit and die. Is that not insane? It's sad that that's a thing. Yeah. Like, oh, backpacker. And they think they're doing something good. Yeah, Yeah, backpack him. No. He's going to choke. Backpack. Oh, Mm -hmm. It's real. At 11 p.m., a brother actually sits himself at Timothy's feet to prevent him from rolling over, like falling off the couch. At 11, 12, another brother comes over and sits on Timothy's legs to prevent him from moving. And all the while, this poor kid's probably not moving. 
He's unconscious. Well, he's probably unconscious, but if his body's if his body's having like involuntary responses, mm-hmm. like twitches and stuff, I okay. mean, if he has a traumatic brain injury, his legs could like randomly twitch, or okay, he could yeah. have like mini yeah. seizures, right. which they might assume that he they, that he's that trying, he was awake and moving. Like around. he could follow instructions, like lay down, Timothy. No. At 11.14, a newish brother, Cordell Davis, so he had come in, he had gotten sworn in in September of 2016. He comes into the Great Hall, and he sees Timothy, approaches him, looks at him. He notices the bruising. He can see that he's kind of twitching. It doesn't look good. So he goes to the other brothers. He's super upset. He's, like, motioning to his head. He's pointing to Timothy. He's telling him that he needs medical attention. He needs to be taken to the hospital. Another brother shoves Davis into the wall, tells him everything's under control. He needs to mind his own business. Mm. So Davis then goes to find the chapter vice president and who proceeds to tell Davis that he's crazy and that he needs to mind his own business and not worry about it because the other brothers, um, they have majors in biology and it's fine. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, my God. Mm-mm. Oh, and then, it, right, this poor kid's trying to do the right thing and knows he needs to call for help, but then he's getting... Yeah. <sighs> I should tell you that he's also... Davis is also the only African-American member of the fraternity house, and he actually has a backstory as well. I'll tell you about him later. I definitely want to hear there. Uh, so they have everything, they said everything's under control. Later, um, the pledge master comes in. It's about 1125 now. He enters the great hall. He checks on Timothy. He slaps him in the face three, three times. And who is this again? This is the actual pledge master. Okay. Like the okay. one in charge of all like the pledge procedures. So apparently say. he's been through this before. Apparently. He slaps him in the face three times. No response. In the meantime, the other brothers are acting all rowdy and like assholes. I can just picture this happening, right? Like all of this commotion is going on around while like Timothy's on the couch and like people are just checking in. Can't you see it? Yeah. Like oh, it's a movie. I can picture the whole like, thing. Like there's still a party going on mm-hmm. and this poor guy is like laying on the couch. So two brothers are messing around. One tackles the brother on top of Timothy. They like land on top of him while he's on the couch. Timothy doesn't move. You know, he's there unconscious. So then around 11.53, there's record of one of the BTP brothers sending a text message to a a group message. And it says, also, Tim Piazza might actually be a problem. He fell 15 feet down a flight of steps, hair first, going to need help. It's like actual, like what he said in the text. They were probably his text. Who was this? This is one of this is just one of of the brothers. One of the brothers, one of the members. So he was trying to say this kid probably needs help, but nobody was calling for help. Right? Who was he texting? The group. It was like a fraternity group chat. Got you. And I think that they also, like I said, like the president of the chapter, like all these other people who might not have been there. Yeah. Also, they were trying to. So he wanted to make sure everybody knew knew what was going on so they could have a plan Mm -hmm. of what they were going to do, how they were going to handle the situation. Because everyone needs to be on board, right? Everyone needs to be, Mm -hmm. they need a plan to say what happened, what they're going to do. So now it's February 3rd, and around 1 a.m., the brothers observe Timothy vomit and twitch on the couch. They again decide to backpack him 
so he doesn't roll onto his back when he if he passes out. Around 148, Timothy rolls onto the floor. Three brothers pick him up and they slam him onto the couch. Because now they're starting to get annoyed. I can picture this. They feel like they're babysitting. Mm-hmm. I can can't you picture this? I can picture this. Another visibly frustrated brother goes up to Piazza, Timothy, and hits him in the abdomen with an open right hand. Like, just annoyed. Do you see this? I can see it. It's so sad, and I see it, because I see these young kids acting like stupid assholes. Well, and everybody thinks they can handle all the situations and that they don't need to get medical help. I mean, God forbid they well, call like 911. I mean, I feel like it's this and... this masculine thing like, man up. Right. Smack don't up. you like, think that they thought we'll get in trouble if we call 911? Oh, for sure. I mean, they didn't want... For sure. They knew that... Yes. It'd be over. Over. Yes. They all knew. But I also don't think that they realized how far they were taking it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure they all thought that he was going to well, sober up and it was going to be fine. And right? it was going to be like, fine. You might have some concerns, but then this person over here and this person over here is acting like it's not a big deal. So then you're like, well, maybe I'm overreacting. I've never seen anybody this passed out before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know what to yeah. do. Well, maybe and, he does. And half I, of them are probably intoxicated right. and high, too. Not so making great they decisions. Don't. But you know what I mean. It's that yeah. group, like, waiting for one person to step up or do something and nobody. And then right? if you do, you're gonna do it. Shoots. You're going to do it or you're going to mm-hmm. do it, but I don't have to do it. I agree. Um... But then I also see, like, it almost is as ignorant as you fall asleep first. I'm going to put marker on your face, like, at a sleepover. Yes. So I, he fell asleep. I, they're dumping beer on his face. They're doing all of these things that... I'm sure none of them imagined that where this was going. I, th- I think you're right. They all just thought they were all going to give him shit the next day. Mm-hmm. He's just going to wake up with a really bad hangover. Yeah. And I don't think that anyone, would be it. Yeah. I don't think they realized how no. bad it was. Okay, so now it's it's about 3 in the morning. At 3.22, Timothy attempts to get up again. He rolls to the floor with the backpack attached. So he rolls off the couch. He's on the floor with the backpack attached. He finally gets to his feet, and as he stands up, the backpack slides off. But he falls backward, and he strikes his head on the hardwood floor. Okay. One of the brothers saw this happen, like, shakes him. He doesn't respond, and he leaves the room. Nobody does anything. No. Emergency. I could hear it hit, like that free fall hit. Oh gosh, on a wooden floor. It's. I don't know. Well, as we always talk about, because you know how the kids are always wanting to climb this and climb that, and, and I, I find myself always telling them what you, you know, what you reminded me before. I can't remember what the situation was, but that a fall from your height. Mm-hmm can be detrimental or what, yeah, what was the word it's you it's deadly. Used? It's considered a trauma. Trauma. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, considered so, a real trauma. I mean that he fell from his height and hit his head straight onto the floor. Yeah. Like that's. We, when we went to like Navy Pier has this holiday event every year and we used to go back before COVID and shut down the world, but we were ice skating on their rink and I will never forget a man fell. I don't know if he collapsed, if he had a heart attack. I'm not sure what happened. But he. I saw him go down, and he was completely unconscious. And when he hit the ground, you could actually hear his head hit the ice, and it sounded like oh. a gunshot. Oh, his God. head hit the ice back like that. Like, the back of his head hit the ice so hard, you could hear it to the point where it stopped 
the world right there. Oh. Everyone heard it and looked, and he was just laying there. I imagine this having like a similar. That's what I hear yeah. when I when you're because if you don't have any control over your body and your head is hitting that floor, I just can't even imagine. I don't know, but either way, he gets left laying there by mm-hmm. himself. About three fifty four, Timothy is laying on the floor in the fetal position. He gets to his knees. He's seen holding his abdomen. He again, like he attempts to stand up, but he can't get up and he just falls face forward into like the wood floor again. Now it's about 5 a.m. Timothy stands up. He's wobbly. He's trying to stagger towards the like the lobby, the foyer, I would say. Okay. He falls headfirst into an iron railing. He lands on the stone floor. And you know we have an account of this because people were watching him do it. He gets up again, and he attempts to go to the front door, but he falls headfirst into the door. Because he rests there for what they, is about six minutes. He's on his knees and, like, holding his hands in his head. And then he rolls to his side where he lays there holding his abdomen. This makes me want to cry. Can you imagine if this was your son or your child? No, no, no. I can't even imagine I, all of the emotions that were that ha, that his parents had to have gone through, knowing the story, the the rage and the sadness and the heartbreak and yeah, just it's so one many people person. could have helped. So many people could have helped in the story, and they didn't. At about five fifteen, another BTP brother walks downstairs for a drink of water. He sees Timothy laying there. He steps over him, just leaves him there. Now I, then. I don't know if this person knew what was going on. I have no idea. Maybe it's normal that they have people passed out on the floor all over their house. I have no idea. At 526, another brother comes down for a drink of water. He sees Timothy. He tries to get him up. He walks him in, tries to walk him back to, like, the couch. And Timothy falls down, like, the three, like, steps of stairs. I imagine... Mm -hmm. Like, we talk about those old houses where they yeah. have, like, those weird flights of stairs in the middle for the sunken living room yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Timothy falls down those stairs. The brother leaves him laying there. So he's <sighs> laying on the floor again. But he's now out of the, the lobby. At 6.44 a.m., a fellow pledge uses Snapchat to videotape Timothy laying on the floor oh, before no. leaving the house. So he's actually snapping pictures of him which maybe he didn't know I don't know he was one of the pledges maybe he blacked out at 10 15 after right, right, right. they drank all that and slept all night and no, was like this I, is what I happened on the floor anyone was being intentionally malicious I think this is probably you're right this Such happened every weekend kids. every weekend they were stepping over people and right. going ah you're you're you got drunk and passed out and you're gonna feel like crap see you at the game Saturday Bye. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yes, I'm wondering if it's normal, and that's what's even more horrifying. I don't know. I I can't read it. It sounds like it's normal. If everybody's this nonchalant walking over bodies to grab water and snapping it, it seems like it's normal. It seems normal, and that's really not a good. No, I don't know. I'm like children, girls. No, none of this for you. I don't know. So at 7:18 a.m., Timothy stands up one more time and staggers towards the basement steps. Not the basement. This this poor kid's just trying to get out of the house. He is. It sounds like he keeps going for the front door. Yeah. 
Like, get me out of here. Get yeah. me help. Yeah. He knew we needed help, but couldn't vocalize it, I don't think. At approximately 10 a.m., two brothers wake up, and they see Timothy's shoes, and they realize he must still be in the house because he's not on the first floor, and he's not where they they left him. They search for him, and they find him behind a bar in the basement. Timothy is on his back. With his arms tight against his side, he is breathing heavily and his face is covered with blood. He's cold to the touch and his eyes are only half open and don't respond to any stimuli, so they don't change. Three brothers carry him upstairs and they put him back on the couch. What? They put him back on the couch. They take the next 42 minutes to try to shake him, prop him up. They have his limp body. They're covering him with a blanket. They clean him up and they dress him. What? Okay, and so at this point, it's almost been 24 hours, correct? Or no? It's, 12? It's almost 12 hours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, when they checked the a bunch of the fraternity brothers' cell phones, they had done searches during this time, including falling asleep after head injuries, cold extremities, and a drunk person. So there's, like, Googling his symptoms and what the outcomes would be and, like, what to do. Because now they know they're in... Shit. At 10.48, an ambulance is finally called. I listened to the 911 call. I did. Who called? One of the brothers. He never reveals that Timothy fell. So, naturally, I'm sure because it's a college, college campus, the dispatcher asked if there was alcohol involved, and he said yes. Mm-hmm. But he never says he fell. I mean, this kid, we knowingly, how many times did he hit his head? How many times? He's got visual bruising on his abdomen and his chest. Yeah. Nope, they don't say anything. At 5.09 p.m., the fraternity's president sends out a message to get rid of all evidence of alcohol in the house. So they're going to pretend like they didn't even do this? Mm-hmm. They are. Mm-hmm. Well, because they're going to get in trouble if there's alcohol. You know, you got all those Snapchats and Facebook posts oh and God. Instagram. Right. Come on. Come Everybody on. already everyone's knows like, what Yeah, everyone's all hungover. On February 4th, 2017, at 1.23 a.m., Timothy Piazza is pronounced dead. My heart breaks. So he was originally taken to a local hospital in which they realized that his injuries, they couldn't handle it there. And he had to be flown out to, like, a major medical center. There, it would reveal that Timothy had suffered a skull fracture. Half of his skull was removed during surgery to relieve the cranial pressure. Half of his skull, because the cranial cranial pressure was so bad from his freaking brain bleed. I can't even believe it. A shattered spleen resulting in an abdomen full of blood. His head and abdomen injuries had to be unbearably painful. The spleen injury was most likely made worse by his falling, the moving him around, the sitting on him, the jumping on him, the fall. I mean, and and not even the slap in the abdomen. He was dying and they were pouring beer on his face and smacking him. I'm sick. How do you think we know all this in detail? I know, it's horrible. Like, they essentially killed him. Nobody... I just... It's just atrocious. I can't believe... I just can't believe it. I'm... I... So... What, so what happened to these 
to this well, the, so obviously no one told this story right the only reason we know it is because the BTP house has cameras that's how we know the timeline, Tara. There's okay. video of this. Video. That originally went missing. They, like, cleaned the house and deleted the video, got rid of the video. Those assholes. Mm-hmm. The recovered video showed that Timothy had been given approximately 18 drinks in 82 minutes. Oh, God. And that... The video had been. And what about the deleted. other pledges that had had all this alcohol? What was, I mean. I don't, I can't even, I have no idea. I can't I don't know how imagine. they didn't have all of them on the, on the ground. I don't, how do you no, even function? I mean, I'm sure. Well, I mean, they probably, the problem is, is that Timothy fell. He fell and hit his head. That well, was, absolutely, that's what killed yes, him. So, I mean, yes. these guys, I mean, I don't know how they survived that, but they probably just passed out in the corner somewhere. They didn't stagger around falling down, hitting their head. I'm just surprised nobody else had alcohol poisoning from all of that. They probably did and just didn't end up in the hospital. Who knows? They're probably their friends backpacked them on a couch somewhere. Who knows? It's a disgusting, disgusting disgrace. I just, they're that poor family. And those boys have to live with this for the rest of their life and what they did. Mm -hmm. They definitely have to carry this with them. Horrific. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so the hazing death of Timothy Piazza resulted in one of the largest hazing prosecutions in the U.S. I can't go into all the details Mm -hmm. because, like I said, how many brothers are there? There's at least 26 individuals as well as the fraternity itself and the university that was charged. So I could go on and on and on. Good. Originally, there was only 18 members of the fraternity that were charged in connection with Timothy's death. Eight were charged with involuntary manslaughter, and the rest with other offenses included hazing. The fraternity members and the fraternity itself had a combined total of, of more than 850 criminal charges. I said I could go on for days. That's insane. That is. They, like, they got it. And then after the recovery of the deleted video that they tried to hide, another 10 more members were charged in connection with Timothy's death. The Phi Theta Pi fraternity itself was charged. The Penn State branch was closed indefinitely. Good. Banned from campus from ever returning. No, it should be. I just... How shameful. I just... I don't know. Maybe I'd like to think... I don't know what I'd like to think. Some of them maybe were so intoxicated they didn't have their... I just... There wasn't even supposed to be alcohol in that house. They had gotten in trouble with alcohol before. Okay. Well, I remember when, even for sports, a lot of times they wanted to do hazing, and I don't know what happened the years, like, prior to me being there, but they were, like, absolutely zero tolerance on any hazing. I mean, they still did it in a, in a, other ways. We didn't have to drink alcohol. We had to just look like idiots on campus for a while or whatever. But That's still stupid. It's stupid. It doesn't belong. We did it because we were freshmen and the seniors told us we had to, and so we did it. And that's exactly why you're just like, oh, okay, I'll do whatever I need to do. Yeah. I don't, I'm new here, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, that's kind of going back to the whole, I'm trying to, I pictured the whole thing while you were telling me and I'm trying to imagine all of these drunk college kids not group think but what am I trying to say but there's also like this dynamic right I imagine this person up here he's the pledge master and he's got a power trip and then you have the 
chapter president who's got a power trip. Like, I imagine, like, all of these different dynamics, and they're all stupid, and they're intoxicated, and everyone's trying to find their level of power. Because I associate Greek, like, with power. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, that's, like, the hierarchy of you shut up, you're a pledge, you can't even speak. And even, like, a hierarchy of fraternities, right? You want to be in this one, not this one, because this one's going to get you here. And if you want to know these people... So when you were saying that about, was it Clayton Davis? That is that the, the name that I remember correctly? No? Maybe. Cordell Davis. Cordell Davis. So that's what I imagine is he comes in and says, this kid needs help, but he's not sure what to do about it, right? Because he, what, doesn't want to get kicked out. He doesn't want to, like step on anybody's whatever he doesn't also want to be responsible he probably just left right and said i think he needs help and then he was like i got um he knew knew there was nothing he could do so he so his story is and that's what i was going to go into next because then you're in the situation of okay am i overreacting if i call 911 and they come to this house i'm out of the and then i'm gonna but i'm gonna be the fool that overreacted and blah 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 so he actually it's all of the sympathy Piazza's death obviously affected his family, but it didn't stop there. Cordell Davis, because he's the one who spoke up, he actually suffered a lot of long-term issues after all of this. He ended up testifying against the other fraternity brothers. And he, I don't know, he left Penn State. He <sighs> left, he was there on a huge financial like aid scholarship. He gave all of that up because... There was all this chatter. There was these online forums. He was being hated against because he was known as the one who, like, shut down Greek life. And he was, you know, he was a rat. He was... Come on. No, I swear. So he he left. He left. And that's really, really sad. What the hell? So... And this is a whole other thing. Because right. this kid died. And died. this kid spoke up. He's the one that they're blaming now? He's the Not one the that... assholes who did it and put it together and made him no, drink no. 1,800 And he's like, he's still to this minutes. day can't get over. Um, I read an article he was recently interviewed. He can't get over, like, the guilt he's carrying around. <sighs> and he's just so sad that he did not do, do more. Something. And so, like I said, he was the only African-American in that fraternity. And when asked why, why did you be here? So, he actually had a very similar instance when he was pledging, when he was hazed. Mm-hmm. He hit his head and he was bleeding profusely. They had him sleep it off. No one did anything for him that night. And they took him the next day to an off-site clinic. They didn't take him to, like, the local medical center where the campus would be notified, you know what I mean? So yeah. they took him off-site, and he had to pay for it, and that was kind of, like, one of his, ple- like, his costs to get in um, the next day to be stitched up and all that, and then it was kind of, like, under the rug. Like, he was made out to be the asshole that this happened to him. I mean, but he's lucky that he he woke up, but like I said, he passed mm-hmm. out. He hit his head, bleeding, woke up. He needed stitches the next day. If you right. still need stitches the next day, like, there's something going on. And... It, when he talks about the reason he joined the fraternity was because he wanted that brotherhood further in life, right? Like that network that you can carry on forever. Like yeah, no. So absolutely. when you're I mean, when you're up there in like right. corporate or here or there, you have I'm sure like how you have with your athlete people, right? You call on them for oh yeah different things. Yeah. So that's the reason why he was there. He talks about how he was treated differently, and he showed up to one of their parties, and he showed up with friends, and he got made a fool out of him. They yelled at him and told him he couldn't have friends there and made him leave, and 
all of these terrible things that were happening to them. And they asked him why he wanted to, why would you join this group? Like, you knew they were assholes, basically. They didn't say it like that, but you knew what you were getting into. And he's like, well, I needed a leg up. He also was adopted. So as an African-American, he lived in a very affluent neighborhood, and he thought he knew how to deal with these type of people. That's what he actually said. I thought I knew how to deal with these type of people. I grew up around them. He grew up as the only African-American in a very, you know, white neighborhood and society so he was just doing what he thought that he knew how to do i don't know that's really sad it's the whole thing is really really sad it's just heartbreaking all around all of it i just oh my gosh right so like the lives well you know and it just makes me this story like this make me think less of greek life and whether it's a good thing or not and and i hate to say that because i know there's got to be some really great chapters out there that do good things community service and they're not they're not like the bama girls with their outfits (laughs) Outfit i know i know but when you go back to baby theta pie there's always been a -hmm. question of ethics when i look back on their history the Penn State chapter itself once held a racial slur party on their front porch in which they yelled the N-word to African students that were walking what? past. Yes. If they were not... Okay, let me... I have a couple more that I want to read that are from different different chapters. Mm-hmm. Back in 2012, a lawsuit by a female student at the Wesleyan University accused the university's chapter of sexual assault and called its fraternity house a rape factory due to the predatory practices present in constant sexual assaults of young women visiting the house. Wow. That's harsh. Rape factory. Damn. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever heard that before. No. In March of 2013, the Carnegie Mellon University chapter was suspended following a police investigation of sexually explicit videos and photographs of female students circling among the members. Mm. That's really sad. It sounds like they're all douchebags oh i know it goes like on and on i mean i I, i'll just read a couple more but there's pages and pages and pages of the things that they did in october of 2014 the university of washington chapter was suspended by the university following hazing allegations the chapter was officially disbanded by the fraternity a month later so they were just they just shut the whole thing down I don't think they wanted. It sounds like that entire group needs to be shut down. I know. It's, I mean, they all have. Again, there could be like a couple really good ones out there of the Golden Boys doing all the good things, helping the elderly and, you know, volunteering at the soup kitchens, but it no, doesn't. But the, in the University of California Santa Barbara chapter was also closed indefinitely due to hazing, which a few pledges had ended up in the hospital. I mean, it's they're all... not learning from one another. They're not learning their lesson. History no. is repeating itself, and then they're learning. You know what they're learning how to do? They're learning how to hide it. They're learning how to cover it up. They're learning. They how actually to get had away one of the it. members delete footage of this. The kid died, and they deleted the video. First of all, if there's video going on, why are you doing this? There's cameras in the house. They must have thought they could get away with it. What kind of narcissistic assholes? Right? Yeah. Like I don't know. I don't know. Um, another thing that I found completely insane is like after all of the prosecutions and all these things were happening at Penn State with BTP, they had found out that there was a massive cocaine ring being run by the um, executive board at Penn State, the BTP executive board. 
Oh, Penn State is just on fire anyway. They coded it in the accountant as a slush fund, okay. but it was actually a cocaine ring. What? The executive board. I just, I don't know. So basically, they did think they could get away with anything. I think that they did. They really didn't have any repercussions. They probably got away with so much in the past that we don't even, that isn't even written down in there. Like, oh. they, how, many, how many times how many did they get, get a slap on their wrist for... Brushed under the rug because mm-hmm. somebody knew somebody. Or and paid just somebody make, off. Make sure your son doesn't do that again. Oh, rape charge? What? Yeah. Oh how God. would you like your next semester paid for? Oh we never gosh. talk about this again. Slush fund. Oh, I'm That's why they had the cocaine ring. They needed they, all the money to pay off all the people. <laughs> Seriously. <sighs> I'm, like, sweating when I think about it because it fills me with so much rage. I mean, these kids are just... I don't want to say idiots. Now I'm just name calling, but what the hell? Let's do Bad. better. Let's do better, people. We can do better. There was a couple of good things that actually had come out of it. So there's a anti-hazing law. That, oh, that's good. Yeah. So it's the Timothy J. Piazza anti-hazing law. And it basically says that hazing in fraternities is now a third degree felony. Oh. If it results in death or injury. Um well, that's good. That's yeah. There's a lot of anti-hazing groups out there, correct? Yeah. There is. There's a lot of anti-hazing groups that I came across. It's great. And then they also have, we can post links to it too. There's the Timothy J. Piazza Memorial Foundation. So they have a golf outing every year. They oh. raise money in Timothy's name. And they are supporting those in need of prosthetic devices, specifically oh. in children. It's a local small charity. That's um, awesome. Well, and it's nice to remember something in his name Absolutely. i can't imagine what his family is going through and i know the university settled with them out of court everything's undisclosed because i'm sure they just penn state is we need some people to go through there and clean it up a little bit yeah there's there's been some serious issues with penn state it seems like a lot of things just get brushed under the rug there, right? Like, everyone knows it's going on, but no one says anything. It's yeah. weird. So that's my, my hazing story. I'm, I've given you enough timelines, so I won't give you a ton of statistics, but we can link everything. Yeah, I know that would be good. Uh, we'll just we'll add all the other uh, information and photos and the links to uh, Instagram and Facebook and, and those types of places. So uh head over and follow us if you're not already if you want to um get some more information uh find out about that foundation um on any of our stories we like to make sure that we share in all of those places and yeah thank you for your story i it's a sad one it's very sad it's a very eye-opening story though and another one we can talk about with our kids i was just gonna say another another one of those if you see something do something yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You have to carry that your whole life, that you didn't do anything or you didn't say anything, you didn't speak up, or you were a part of that. Don't be part of that. Well, and it's on your record. I mean, even if you don't have a conscience, which I don't know if some of these people do, it's going to follow you on your record. Well, they probably all grew up where daddy took care of all of their misdemeanors, mm-hmm. right? This yeah. is the group. Yeah. This is what this is what it is. Oh, well, you didn't get that speeding ticket. I'll go talk to Larry down at the, uh, <laughs> you know what, you can see it, right? I do see it. I or see this all. It's like a bad movie, or, like I said. I see, uh, I, see, I see the couch. I see the party. I see all of it happening. I see people calling their parents. I see the group text going between different people. Mm-hmm. I see it all. All right, well... 
Until next time, hopefully you have an upbeat story. Actually, so we're starting spooky oh, right. season kind of early. I've got um, just a fun haunting to talk about on my next one. So if you guys want to jump into that one, if it's available for you right away, it might be a nice little break from uh, the sadness and the society. Yes. Until next time. Stay safe. Bye-bye.